0: um welcome to what i guess i'll call a special edition of whiskey and weird um for those of you who actually ever pay attention to me you know that i'm kind of on hiatus this summer taking a break getting ready to rebrand a little bit under um uh my paranormal uh whole persona and uh also, in the middle of moving, about ready to move in two weeks from the Seattle area to Coeur Idaho. So it's a little crazy all over the place right now for me. Um, but I'm excited for this. It's a pretty cool opportunity and really excited to um, to introduce you to our guest here in a few minutes. And um, But first of all, the whiskey, right? So um, remember, you can always, if you're catching this for a minute and you um Want to watch later? The replay will be on Facebook, on YouTube. You can also listen on your favorite podcast app um, anytime after. I usually get that loaded pretty quickly. Um, we're, we're pretty um, we're pretty easy going around here. So, um, but I'm really glad you're here. I hope you'll pop in and say hi, so I know that you're here. Um, it's a lot of fun to know who's um, who's watching. Um, leave me a comment, say hello, and of course, as we're um, as we get in the in the midst of the interview, please do. Do ask your questions, I'll see if I can um, can pop those up on the screen uh, for Lance too. So, but first thing is first, right? Whiskey, whiskey is always first. Um, so, I haven't I haven't really been doing a lot of whiskey lately, but um, but of course, I was inspired today. And I, funny thing, I had to go pick up my son's new glasses and pay for mine, and um, I uh, I you know, my, my eyeglass place happens to be right next door to total wine and more. So, you know, what a better opportunity to go in and purchase some new whiskey than that. So hi, Tim, my cousin, Tim. Hi, Maddie. Um, fellow tour guide in Seattle. Um, hi, Sandy from Vancouver, BC. Welcome. I'm glad you guys are here. Um, remember chime in questions, thoughts. It's really um, fun to have you all here and let me know, are you whiskey drinkers or no? Totally cool if you're not, but, um, but I am, and those of you who know me a little bit know that um, that my preferred whiskey is a single malt scotch, so I haven't been drinking a lot of single malt scotch because I've been trying to venture out and try some other things lately, um, but I did pick up one today because I've kind of missed it a little bit. And um, so what I'm trying tonight is actually um, from Creek Isle, I'm going to... this up here it's a single malt scotch whiskey from isla from the isla region so this is going to be a smoky it's going to be peaty right um and those of you who know me too know that um it's not my favorite i'm not huge into the peaty but i'm adventurous and i'm always willing to try new things never say never you know never say always those aren't real things those things don't exist um um Sandy says she's at work but she prefers vodka. Vodka's cool. It does the trick, right? Um so yeah, so I'm going to try this. It's um it is uh, matured in American oak. But um yeah, we'll we'll see what this is all about. Let's let's give it a, a give it a whirl. Oh, definitely smoky. Definitely. But there's a little there's a little something fruity to it too. So we'll see if that comes through. At all, something a little fruity with the smoky—that's an interesting combo, right? Yep. Yeah. And actually, in, in in here, I'm getting more of the the uh, fruity notes. I'm 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 kind of confident that this won't be overly um, overly peaty for me. I don't mind a little peat because you know what? I love the smell of a good campfire, right? But um, the, too much of the taste of a campfire, not so much, really. So um, I, I see some more people popping on. Please say hi if you're here. Let me know if you have a beverage tonight, if you're drinking with me. Um, but I am, I am trying a Krieg Isle. It's a single malt scotch. And those of you who know me again know that that's my fave. So let's give, it a, let's give a little taste on the palate here. Ooh, you know what? Pretty pleasant. It doesn't, it's not overwhelming on the roof of the mouth, which is kind of nice because I find when that happens and I like, am anticipating what it's going to be like on the finish. Um, it's just a mild smokiness. Like actually I'm kind of enjoying this. And there's also this interesting kind of Fruity, there's something fruity about this. Um, let me, let me, let me try another little sip. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm kind of gonna enjoy this, you guys. Maybe I'm just really excited to be back to some single malt Scotch, you guys. Hi. Say hi if you're here. Even if you're here just for a moment, um, it's good for my ego, right? Um, I'm glad you're here. And if you're a whiskey drinker, this is pretty good, you guys. If you like, if you like the PD stuff, um, Creek Isle is an of malt, um, and yeah, single malt Scotch and pretty good stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay sipping on this, and of course I'll write up my tasting notes. But really, what I'm getting. I get just a really mild peatiness. It's, um, actually really lovely and, um, a little bit of, 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 a fruit. Um, maybe tropically. I don't, I don't know if it's that, but it's, um, it's an interesting combination, but it's actually a really enjoyable experience. So, um, I'm glad. And you know, it worked out really well for me cause it was on, on, it was like a special. And since I'm, a little broke right now because I'm about to move and all of that. That's cool. That's totally cool with me. Um, so hi Jacqueline. Hi Jonas. Hi Tracy. You guys, thanks for being here. Um, so I'm gonna shift now. Whiskey, whiskey is rolling. Um, this is a good thing, right? And I'm gonna shift now to invite, um, in my guest here, uh, Mr. Lance Zal. Now Lance, um, as many of you know, I am a, a ghost tour guide in Seattle, and I work, um, I do uh, uh, those tours. I work for um, the company that actually um, Lance founded and runs. It's called U.S. Ghost Adventures. And funny thing, I had no idea that he ran it until a couple of weeks ago, so I'm kind of excited to have that information. But he um, he's quite the entrepreneur. He has his hands in quite a few things. Um, but let's go ahead and bring him on. I'm really excited for you guys to meet him. Hi. Hey, Lance. Hey. Thank you so much for coming on with me tonight. I mean, it actually means a lot, this little itty-bitty thing I do called Whiskey and Weird. So, uh, well, you know,
1: we, we like our tour guides, and I also like whiskey. I don't have any with me right now, but uh, you know, happy to support you and what you're doing. And, um, you know, it's good to kind of have an opportunity to chat with people about this, too. So thanks for having me.
0: For sure. Thank you. It's kind of depressing that you don't have any whiskey. I'm going to be totally honest, but
1: (laughs) I should have,
0: but you know, as I said, I'm kind of broke right now about ready to move. But, um, but yeah, so just really quickly, I, I, for the sake of my listeners, um, you know, looking at your, your bio, wow, like you're a super busy guy. Um, some really impressive stuff just looking kind of like where you 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 started from um, I think there's probably a great story to tell there but of course our focus tonight is on Lizzie Borden I do want to say I saw that you are a Marine you did three three deployments three tours and so thank you for, for your service um, thank you. I, I am an Air Force brat myself so um, I have tremendous respect um, for our service members. So thank you for that. That's really great. And I was really excited to learn about that. Um, so yes, you, this is really why people are here and why I want to talk to you because this is pretty fascinating. This is a a story of course that anyone, probably anyone knows about, but especially people who are into, to ghost stories and unsolved murders and things. Is your purchase of recently of the Lizzie Borden house. And I I just kind of want to let you Tell us, how did that come about? Um, was that something you had your eye on for a while, or was it something you saw and were like, hey, I need to have this opportunity?
1: We're part of our bigger plan. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's part of our bigger plan nationally, and uh, one of our employees shared that with me. And uh, I thought, you know, why not? Let's uh, let's go for it. Let's try and get this fits in perfectly with, with where we're headed this, uh, this decade. And uh, so we went for it.
0: That's awesome. So I saw that you have one of your companies. So, of course, you have U.S. Ghost Adventures, King of Clubs Coffee and Brewing, and then more recently Junket, which used which kind of was formerly Itour mobile. Right. Um, and so I, you know, I had seen you said it's kind of in line with the direction we're headed. Could you could you speak a little more? What is that direction? What does that look like for you?
1: Oh, uh, for, uh, Junket or some of the other ones or. The well, Sports just
0: Junkhead. in general, like I saw Junket was a lot about, um, what was it about, um, about some of these locations. So it seemed like some of your stuff kind of goes hand in hand, right? So maybe, right. maybe they're two completely separate things. Um, but you certainly are a man with a vision. Um, and I always love to hear about those things that I think people
1: are, um, Are are curious. So So. I actually started out as a a tour guide uh, in grad school. Uh, I started a food tour actually and um, I was looking for a way to graduate earlier. Uh, I was working full-time and going to to grad school and um, often uh, visitors and kind of tourists would ask me for recommendations of where to eat and I would kind of say, oh, you have to go to this place and try a little bit of this food, well, but also don't forget to, you know, you can also try this place and get, you know, get something from here. Um, so, uh, so I did an independent study on entrepreneurship, and uh, my focus was creating that kind of tour. I didn't have any experience or background in tourism or, or anything of that nature, or even food. Uh, I worked for a restaurant in high school. That was it. Um, so I learned a lot. Um, going through that process. Uh, I think it was the, the most valuable class that I learned in the MBA program at all. Um, and I learned more from making mistakes than anything else uh, and I went about doing everything the wrong way. Um, so it was a really great lesson, and a really great experience and um, and that's kind of how I got into the, the tours, tourism experiential type business. Um and uh, so that's really kind of how it how it started.
0: That's awesome. I you know I, I love so I am um, by trade a preschool teacher, and preschool of course is all about making mistakes. And I'm a firm <laughs> believer in the fact that that's just how we learn stuff. Right. Um, so I want to, I just want to pull this, um, comment up for your sake from, uh, my friend Jonas. Thanks for your service, Lance. Don't lie. There's whiskey in that cup, right?
1: There's, there's <laughs> it? Vodka,
0: <laughs> Right. Vodka, whatever, right. It's all good. Jen, whatever you need. Whatever you need. <laughs> that's awesome. So, you know, I think I, I love that story because I think it, it can appeal to so many people who are struggling at any point, um, any point in their lives right and you've you've have have made quite a successful story for yourself which is super cool but so the lizzie borden house some so someone brought it to your attention then and said hey this is available it might fit with your plan
1: yes uh one of our employees brought it up so we have uh very closely guarded secrets or plans for kind of you know our five year and our ten year plan and um and so uh he kind of saw this opportunity come up and it was uh it was perfect for us. You know, we're looking to do uh, more um, acquisitions like this in the future, and uh, and so this was uh, this was a great opportunity. And I traveled there in February, and I spoke with all the staff. I looked at the business. I reviewed, uh, did my due diligence. Uh, it was, um, I'll say, it's, it was a lot longer process, a more difficult process than than, than I thought. But it was uh, it was a really great experience. It was a really good learning experience too, and I'm I'm really glad um glad
0: that I did that yeah you know what one thing that I in reading about it um that I really appreciated was kind of um the consideration of the locals like people who live in the area and uh, making sure that they felt like a, a part of what you were doing and felt invited into whatever presentation um I think that's really important especially with a place like the Lizzie Borden house that um Everyone knows about it and probably draws people from all over the place and and for locals that can probably be a little overwhelming and, and frustrating at times uh, Can you speak a little to what that might what that's going to look like for you in terms of making it a place that everyone can enjoy both Tourists and the local um, fall city people,
1: right? I think that's I think that's all you know a lot of people is usually the strange thing is people don't tend to explore the areas where they live as often or as well as they should. Um, you know, I think that's kind of how it is. But, um, right now, you know, the Lizzie Borden house is, is, before you could stay overnight or you could take a tour of the house and that was, that was it. Um, but I think there's so much more that the house can offer. Um, especially with a lot of the unused space. I think there's a better use of the outdoor spaces other than a parking lot. Um, So, um, you know, right now we have a lot of people that gather outside of the gift shop area, which can only hold about maybe 12 to 15 people. But there are a lot of people standing in the parking lot. They have nothing to do. They have nowhere to stand or sit. And it's also not I don't feel safe about that either because you have cars coming in and coming out so we want to make people feel comfortable uh, we also want to give them a reason to stay so um, you know we're adding a few other things to um, to that um, and uh, and so I think um, you know balancing um, a few different aspects of the historic elements of the house with um, also making it uh, a better experience for the guests, um, is, is an important consideration. So it's, you know, it's always a balancing act, especially with Lizzie Borden house with all the following that it has. And Mm -hmm. you certainly have some, some, some diehard followers, you know, uh, as well. And everyone has their own opinion on on what should be done or shouldn't be done.
0: You know what? That's, that's a really important piece. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to ask you an interesting question and you can choose to not answer it. Um, but first I want to, yeah, I want to say that, um, I totally, you know, it's funny you bring up the fact that people don't really know the history because as as a tour guide for you in Seattle, I, you know, I've I've lived here for 30 years. And so I I know the history pretty well. I knew a lot of the stories that were on on the tour already and of course add my own, you know, little flair to it, I guess. But um that's what I find is that the people the lo- the random locals which aren't as many as the you know people from out of town come on and they they it's, it's surprising to me kind of how little people know about the city that they live in um so i find it more fun as a tour guide for you and your great company is like that i can share that with people because most of them are really fascinated um by it and, so, and in
1: the same respect with fall River at the lizzie borden house the people that come to the lizzie borden house they'll learn about lizzie borden and that story and the house but um they won't it wouldn't leave there learning anything about fall river or the city in which the Lindsay Borden house resides. Um, and that's why we've added new different types of experiences. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can learn about the history of fall river and it's got uh, a tragic, long history and interesting history as well, which I was really surprised at. Um, and so we feature those stories on our evening ghost tour. Um, and, um, and so there's a more history and more paranormal ghost things involved. So it's not like we're minimizing history and we're pushing up ghosts. This isn't a zero sum game with a fixed pie. Um, we are bringing both up uh, at the same time, and we're adding some new elements as well. But um, but I think uh, you know you have a, a population there that uh, 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 Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, and you've got Brown University. You've got Dartmouth, which is the next major city and another large university. If you have uh, Dartmouth, uh, and that's in New Bedford, and then you've got Boston, which is about an hour away, an hour north, and then just thirty more minutes, about thirty more minutes north of Boston, you have Salem. Now, of course, that's driving time without traffic. But you have yeah. these different population centers surrounding Fall River. Uh, Fall River is not a tourism destination um, and uh, But we want to provide more events and activities for people uh, Of all ages and of all interests whether it's history or ghosts doesn't have to be either it could be It's a place for them to come and have a great time So we want to appeal to those other population groups bring them in and while they come in they will learn more about this important and uh, you know, we hope that they enjoy themselves Um, and, uh, so we, we want to kind of do more to attract those people.
0: Yeah. I, I, I have tremendous respect for that approach. I, I'm a, I am completely a both and girl. And, you know, oftentimes on, on our tours, I talk about the fact that these things really come hand in hand, these stories, Mm -hmm. you know, these ghost stories, right. And, and the history of a place. Um, and so I, I really appreciate that you're taking the time to kind of bring that both to the forefront and it kind of actually segues into this question. Cause of course I, uh, I, I think I've I probably mentioned in, in our, um, our communication a little bit that I, I, I dabble in paranormal investigation and things like that. And I'm, I, and I am associated with quite a few people. I follow a lot of people. And, um, and you know, one of my thoughts about this is a lot of people get really thought caught up in this notion of when you go into a place like the Lizzie Borden house and you start making it a big, you know, tourist attraction, blah, blah, blah. It it feels like exploitation. Now, I can tell from talking to you that that's not really the case. So I'm really happy to be able to to kind of bring that about. Um, and, and I can probably answer this question myself. But how would you answer that? You, if you had these people from, you know, the paranormal realm, who are like, oh, you're going into this house, there's a lady there, and she's haunting, and you're making a big deal about her. Have you thought about that at all?
1: i thought about uh, which which perspective.
0: <laughs> about about exploitation. Like, about people feeling like you're exploiting Lizzie Borden and the ghost of her that, it, that exists in that house. Because I yeah, guarantee you, you know, it's a thing, right? Like,
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a thing on both sides. You have history, kind of your history niche that thinks it is, and then you have another niche that is, and, you know, I think, you know, we were getting criticism before we even had ownership of the house. And, uh, you know, people are certainly entitled to their own opinions and beliefs and have strong opinions either way. Um, but, um, but you know, it's, it's, I try not to myself or a company get into a position where we, uh, you know, we tell people really what to think about a scenario. Um, so, you know i think if we have specific questions i'd be happy to answer those but there have been all kind of rumors flying around and I, i've been called everything from uh i've been told uh satan son of godzilla <laughs> a number of other different things i mean you know but I, i've been through a lot worse i've heard a lot worse uh, you know it's it's you just you just brush it all off a lot of that negativity You know, uh, there's a podcast a couple weeks ago that attacked my military service, my character, a lot of other things. You know, it's, uh, but I I, I think it's important to remember that, you know, small minds talk about uh, people. Mediocre minds talk about events and great minds talk about ideas. And we're here to talk about ideas and the ideas that we have for the Lizzie Borden House. And um, and I don't think that we're exploiting anything. Uh, Lizzie Borden House has already been. A tourism destination um, a lot of people are ready flock there um, so um, you know we're not uh, we're not hurting anybody uh, we're not doing any harm um, so um, you know I, I, I guess I would have to to address a lot of the comments as they come and, and you know there's of course a laundry list um, but, uh, but yeah, I'd be happy to go through that laundry list and
0: and answer <laughs> you know, them
1: here on this podcast.
0: You don't have to answer for me. For me, like that, no, I, it's, it's very clear to me that that's not your, your purpose. And I guess for me, it's just kind of asking that question for the sake of people that will ask me the right. same question, right? Like yeah, and you're having this guy on your show, right?
1: <laughs> and I would say, well, how, well, how are we exploiting? What are we exploiting and how, and, and what? damage are we causing you know and um you know we had the ghost this this ghostbuster crew showed up at the house uh, a couple of weeks ago two or three weeks ago you can see this on the facebook page for the lizzie borden house you know and and um, you know our manager one of our managers was was telling me about some comments about how angry people were that these ghostbusters guy came in a ghostbuster vehicle and clothing with gear and everything in the house and the co- the customers loved it i was there for that and and I saw that, and, and they absolutely, uh, you know, had a great time. They were raising money for for, for charity, to, for a children's hospital, and the uh, customers got chance to take photos with them, and the kids were out there, and they had a great time. But you would have people that think that that's, you know, uh, outrageous. So, you know, we can't please everybody, and we're not trying to please everybody. We have a vision and a goal and a mission, and we are sticking to that, uh, and we're sticking to that a lot of criticism mm-hmm. and the transition of the house is not easy. It's never easy. It's not supposed to be easy. You know, In this house transition ownership last time, 100% lost 100% of the employees uh, and they had to restart and they did a lot of really great things in the last 15 years. Uh, you know, and I think now it's, uh, now it's our turn. I think if we turned it into a haunted house where you walk through and people jump out at you and their animatronic props and things. You know, then I could understand, I think, some people feeling a little bit upset with that, Um, you know. um, But, uh, yeah, that certainly isn't the case. We've actually acquired uh, more pieces of history, and we're continuing to do that. So we purchased some newspapers, some original newspapers. We framed them. We're looking at other things that we could do. You know, we bought an antique camera. Uh, you know the the late 1800s to kind of reproduce the camera that took the crime scene photographs inside the house and we placed that in the John Morse room you know so we're doing some things to continue to honor history uh, and Mm -hmm. and bring about that but um, you know I don't uh, I don't embrace the kind of thinking that's very one-dimensional and sees the world as a zero-sum game where you can either have history or you can either have hauntings. I just that seems just really ridiculous to me and um, you know I that's that's not how I live life and um, especially you know anybody who's an entrepreneur you can't see the world that way Um, and that's just not how I think and it's kind of strange for me to address a lot of those kind of accusations because a lot of them are kind of based on rumors and hearsay and assumptions and and instead of actual fact finding And, and I think You know, the unfortunate thing is that I think uh, I think our team has lost a lot of respect for people that uh, embrace that kind of thinking. And, you know, we're really trying to be positive and we're focusing on the great things and the positive things and moving on. Um, And I think it's important not to get distracted by a lot of negativity um, and let that distract you and pull you down, because we are incredibly busy right now at the house uh, doing great things over there and other places. And so we like to remain positive throughout a lot of the negative uh, distractions, and, and and that's something that we're pretty committed to.
0: Lance, thank you for that. I really appreciate your transparency with that and your honesty, and um, I I couldn't agree with you more actually. And I I love the idea of bringing the history more more forward because really I think a lot of more people, um, especially in you know certain the paranormal world, focus more on on the haunting mm-hmm. part. So um, yeah. I I just want to kind of bring up a couple of comments for you to see from people. If, I don't know if you can see them or not, but um, you know, like this idea of offense is more often taken than given anymore. Right. So people just right. always feeling inclined to share with you what they don't like right. about what you're doing, but really right. who the heck cares because you know what you're doing and it's yeah. a purpose, right?
1: Yeah. And, I, and we, we would really like to, you know, I think um, you know of course we would love to be viewed favorably but um, you know there's there's only so much control and I think I think there's a it's important to realize the things that you can control in life from the things that you probably don't want to or shouldn't or can't um, and I think it's important to understand that you know anytime you do anything in life uh, most things you're stepping into a ring you're gonna get hit you know one way or another and you need to understand that and that's part of the risk <clears throat> that you take um, you know in your move from where you're at you know to uh, Idaho right yeah yeah that, so I mean that's a risk you know there's your we're always taking risks and especially anytime we do something in business especially something with the Lizzie Borden house that's a risk, you know. We knew that had a, a large following, very opinionated following, and you know, and some great following is some people that have devoted decades of their lives doing research, and and that's fantastic. And and I think those people are are really we really appreciate them, you know, regardless of what opinions they may or may not have. Um, you know, I think there's a really awesome following of people surrounding the house, and you know, that's certainly not something that uh, you know we you know don't. Take for granted, a bit, but it's something we really do value, and we would love to, ha- you know, win the approval of everybody. Um, but um, but you know, it's not not always something that, that we can control, and that's yeah. okay. So we're going to get hit. You know, we're we're, we're going to make some mistakes. We'll make some failures, um, but that's okay. You know, people can watch, say what they want. You know, they're they're free to think and they're free to talk. And and I value first, you know, the the Second Amendment and uh, and
0: that is uh, that's okay it it really is right and I kind of think like though the measure of true success is when people want to talk about you whether it's good stuff or bad stuff right
1: so yeah. and we
0: talk about risk this whole podcast for me was a huge risk I mean I get on here and talk
1: about person what's that first thing I meant freedom of speech that's what I right meant. Right? So I, did Second Amendment, but I wasn't, I wasn't trying to talk about firearms, but we are talking <laughs> about whiskey. So we
0: may as well, we might as well. Right. It's totally cool. Yeah, no, that's great. So no, I appreciate that. And I, I hope to get out there and visit. Um, so a quick question about that. Of course, there's been a lot of people who do come in continually and do kind of paranormal investigating kind of stuff. Right. Is that going to be something you're going to continue to allow or support, or do you or does that not really fit into the greater picture for
1: you Uh, well people can still come uh we've had a lot of people that have still done it in the last uh this uh today is the the today or later this week will be the 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 two-month anniversary of the acquisition of the house which was uh, i believe may 27th or 28th Mm -hmm. um so we're almost at our our two-month anniversary but we've had several groups turnover groups come in and do investigations we had a group come in uh, Film something on YouTube. So um, and and we are offering ghost hunts as part of a regular offering from 10 p.m. to midnight, uh, Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday nights. We'll probably extend that as it becomes a little bit more successful. Um, but that's something we offer as a regular basis. So um, as you know, as a company, we didn't we didn't do ghost hunting. We didn't really know anything really about that. We're really um, we try to kind of separate ourselves and our tours from that because um, we want. We believe reality is stranger than fiction, and we want to tell a story um, kind of based, just really largely focus on the history. And then we talk about the events um, that really kind of help, that we believe caused the hauntings. And then we talk about the hauntings. So we try to make a logical connection through everything. Um, We don't draw any conclusions. We don't say that we can be a medium and talk to spirits or do, we don't use equipment on our tours. So we all always try to be very history grounded. Um, because I think that gives us more credibility in the eyes of the general population. Um, so um, so getting in a lot of the ghost hunting things um, has been something uh, on our plan for the last year but it's been new so we've been learning a, a lot about that ourselves and you know myself included but with the three nights a week ghost hunt we try to make it welcoming and open to anybody that maybe they don't know what it is, maybe they're just curious, they don't have any experience. They can come in and we'll talk to them about uh, what is ghost hunting? Why do you do it? What kind of equipment do you use? What are your objectives? Um, and then we have a staff member that will take them around and, and, and help them with the equipment, they'll get their own equipment. Um, and um, so we're, we're trying to make it you know educate, educational and fun. Um, for people that maybe haven't been exposed to that, you know, and and you know, and I've heard comments before from professional groups that kind of look down on people that aren't, you know, professional ghost hunters. But you, uh, I don't know. In my mind, if you tell me that you can professionally speak to dead bodies or do a ghost <laughs> hunt, I'm trying to think. Well, I don't know, but um, you know, uh, it just seems to, to to me like you know we want to be very welcoming and inclusive to. Uh, all sorts of people and we don't want them to feel uncomfortable um, you know we want people to feel welcome about learning about this kind of thing you know um, I you know I I know there's something out there I don't you know ghosts or whatever you want to call it there's definitely unexplained things that happen out there I've experienced them growing up you know I experienced them them I've experienced them at the Lizzie Borden house as well Um, both in February when I went for my first couple of nights and then recently when I, you know, when I come back. Um, But um, we want to make people feel comfortable and welcome to learn about these things. And being inclusive is something that's uh, really important to us. You know, I think most of the population, you know, I think they also believe that there's something out there, but they don't really know what it is. So we don't try to draw any conclusions. Um, We let them kind of explore for themselves. And I think science will be able to explain what these activities and events are someday I just don't think that we have the degree of course of understanding or maybe um, other kinds of comprehension that we just can't understand what it is maybe one day we will that we've made a lot of progress especially when you consider about 500 years ago we thought the earth was flat and we thought that uh, (laughs) everything including the Sun revolved around the earth number of other crazy things right so I think we're always uh, improving and getting better um, you know, as time goes on, and maybe we will, but, um, but you know, I think um, making sure that uh, people kind of understand what we do with what we do with ghost hunting is important, other than just throwing them there and having them watch somebody, you know, ask something questions. You know, we want them to have a good time. We want them to learn something as well. So um, in the end, it's all about the customer experience, and uh, we want to make sure that they're, you know, that they're having a good time.
0: I, yeah, uh, yeah, one hundred percent. It's funny that you bring that up because, of course, on when I'm giving your tours, of uh, the tours for the company, I, um, as someone who's a paranormal investigator, it's important to me that people understand that there's there is some real methodology to that. So I don't throw it out there, but I often will have certain yeah. customers, of course. That are really right. into it and when they know i do that they ask the questions and i might go there i particularly love it right. when children are on the tour because we have yeah. a lot of fun and i'm an educator too so yeah you know i think it's about meeting your customer and what they're interested in and kind of rounding out that experience for them right um, so, i wanted to say there's a couple of people of course this is whiskey and weird and you can go <laughs> where you want but is there an experience lance has had in the house that stands out and then another person had said would you be willing to share those experiences that you've had in the house um, um, in terms of the paranormal? Is that something sure. you'd be willing to um, talk
1: about? Yeah, sure. So when I first came in February, a couple of different things happened. Uh, the first night I heard uh, a man's voice in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I heard sounded like footsteps off the bug. And I heard a, uh, a chair kind of move. Uh, I heard some kind of what I thought was some kind of furniture moving across the floor Mm -hmm. Um, so that was the first night Um, and then the second night uh, was a Tuesday night I was in the house there's uh, nobody else in the house and I stayed in Andrew and uh, Andrew and Abby's suite and I stayed in the room off to the side because it was darker in there and I could get better sleep and there was a plug by the bed so that was important I needed to charge my phone and my laptop so I was working late it's about this time uh, 10 36 p.m. Eastern time and uh, you know my legs were up I was in bed typing away and uh, my plans for the house and um, and then I felt this presence enter the room and um, and I could just feel that there was something there and, uh, and you know and then I felt it come closer and then I felt like there was something kind of surrounding me and the hair on all my you know everywhere kind of stood up and I felt that weird tinkling sensation I like to call it a spider sense right. and um, and I felt like something was there with me and I thought okay this is oh, I wasn't afraid I, you I know I just thought oh, this is interesting you know what's this feeling and I'm not a very feeling guy I'm a very kind of logical kind of person um, and, uh, I was like, wow, this is, you know, and I was just trying to understand it and kind of relax. And, uh, and then I uh, felt something kind of like press on my leg and it moved my, uh, comforter just kind of was like tugging slightly on the comforter. And, um, and it was very strange and, uh, I did record a little bit of it. And you can see the blanket kind of move a little bit. Um, I haven't shared it or done anything with that just because, you know, I could have been moving my toe, I guess, and it could be, maybe, <laughs> I just feel silly right. sharing, it. but, yeah. uh, but I, I think a lot of people, a lot of people that come away from the house don't like sharing those stories. They don't like telling other people stories because, you know, they feel like it kind of makes people look at them like they're crazy. Um, and th- maybe they never believed that. So, you know, I've talked to a couple of guests that, that, that told me that very thing and they had some pretty, you know, wild things happen to them there as well. And, um, but, uh, so that was my kind of my second night. I kind of felt that. I, Continued to hear what sounded like kind of a man's murmuring of voice, um, kind of in the other room. Um, so those are a couple things that I experienced uh, when I was there uh, in February. Uh, one of my employees uh, was also in the suite with me, and uh, he saw a woman walk by in a uh, white nightgown, go to the re- uh, the restroom. The restroom was lo- happened to be locked that night. Uh, we just didn't get to unlock it to use the bathroom. Um, we were the only ones in the house. So it was okay. We could use the restroom, which is on the other end of Abby, uh, Lizzie Borden's bedroom. But uh, he said um, he said that he thought it was me and I said, I'm sorry, but I don't have a you know a white, white nightgown but <laughs> <laughs> I just walked around in. And he said, Did you walk by my bed last night and try to open the door for like a couple minutes? And he said that the doorknob kept wiggling um, after he saw the nightgown. He said he was just really terrified and just scared. He just sat in bed and listened to the doorknob, and he and he wasn't sure if he was dreaming or or whatnot, and he went back to sleep. So that was one thing that uh, that he had experienced uh, in the house. Um, we've had quite a couple staff members, and even the Travel Channel that was there recently, see mm-hmm. doors open and close on their own, um, and that happened while we were recording a virtual tour in the house for the Junket app. And um, yeah. what uh, they were they, they were filming, and behind the the, the filmer, the door just closed on its own. Um, so uh, I've um, we've had people see shadows in the basement. I, I, I've experienced some kind of presence in the house, but uh, I think my second time, I, um, when I was in the Bridget Sullivan room, the first night back was a Sunday night uh, before buying the house. Uh, I, I came over, spent a few days before this, to close on the sale. And then uh, I was in Bridget Sullivan's room, and about at about 2.15 in the morning, I heard this uh, this tune that was playing as if a children's wind-up toy was kind of oh, playing wow. ding 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 ding
0: and I had no idea yeah. what
1: it was because I didn't think that there was any kind of toy that made sound in that room there was in the room all the way down the hall uh, but I didn't think there was anything in that room so I thought maybe I was hearing a toy that was outside the door I thought maybe somebody's messing with me I was like I don't know what that sound is or where it's coming from but I'm going back to sleep So it wasn't until about a month later that I was up in the Bridget Sullivan room and I had to get in one of the chests because I was we were looking for something and I picked up the toy that was on the chest and I happened to look at the back of the toy and it had a little and I thought it was just a little stuffed animal and it was these two cats and it actually has a wind up toy on the back and I wound it up and I'm thinking. And then it plays, and that was the sound. That was the song wow. that it was playing when I was asleep at two fifteen. I mean, I, you know, I checked in this room at like eight o'clock at night, and this thing just started playing on its own. Ding, 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 ding. And there was these two cats, little cat toy thing, and they kind of they move slightly, kind of as they play. I didn't notice this. I didn't notice any movement <laughs> at two fifteen, but I heard the sound, and I was like, "What is?" And I and Earlier some people knocked on the door and asked for some things, or they just wanted to talk to me. Um, So I thought maybe it was somebody doing something in the hallway, but this toy just started playing on its own. Um, And we've had so many guests and share stories about things that happened to them uh, in the house as well. Um, And one of the things that we're trying to do is document these stories. So we're trying to encourage people who do experience something to tell one of our staff and to kind of get in front of the camera and share their experience. You know, put their face on camera, you know, tell people who they are, where they're from, what room they stayed in, what they experienced. So we're trying to catalog these stories. A lot of these stories are just really fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I believe, probably, I believe at least half of them, um, but uh, but there's stories that at least we want to get out there and share, and we want to tell people, you know, we want everyone to know what people experience here. And I think that is the biggest unused, I think, asset of the house, um, are the stories. And you know we want to catch more of those stories and um, share them with other people. And then it's crazy to see the similarities that people experience. So I didn't see this myself, but uh, we had three different people staying the night in the house in, in early June. Um, there was a, the rocking chair. This in Bridget Sullivan' room. They kind of brought it out into the the common area on the third floor, and they all sat in the kind of the tables and chairs around. they were just kind of talking to this little spirit box thing and the chair moved four feet while they were all looking at it. I mean, these are three different groups of people. None of them knew each other. Um, and they all shared the same story of this thing, just this chair, just moving across the floor. So it's been some pretty wild, you know, stories, but, uh, we want to capture that. We want to share those stories. Um, and right now people, if people even decide they want to even share that story, um, then it goes nowhere. But usually they'll leave. Nobody really writes it down. There's nothing captured in video and that's it. So we think it'd be great to share those stories. That's also, we're going to put that on our YouTube channel and our our future podcast that we're going to develop. But we're also going to um, uh, do some 24-7 live streaming uh, from the security cameras that we have in the house. And then we'll have a mobile camera that will move to different haunted hotspots, especially if it's over in this not being rented. And we'll allow people to do, uh, kind of ask questions through the camera to the ghost hunting device. And virtually you can do a ghost hunt of Lizzie Borden House no matter where you are in the world. Uh, so that's one of the things that we're, we're, we're going to do. Um, people will be able to check out the house. They might be able to, uh, to tune in to a tour in progress. Um, you know, there are a lot of people out there that can experience the house. And I think it's important to offer virtual options uh, and more ways to experience and interact with the house. Uh, Some people may not be able to afford to come out to Fall River. Um, Maybe they physically can't, or they have a disability, or they they can't make it there. Uh, Well, we want to make it more accessible for them to not only access content of the Lizzie Borden House, but also new ways to interact with it. So we want to make it more of a living enterprise and more of a living being and and, 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 uh, do more to really market and get out there with people. Um so we're gonna have a lot of really fun and interesting ways for people to interact with that. Not everybody's going to approve, you know. There are gonna be some people that say, Oh, you're glorifying murder. Well, I don't think we're glorifying murder, you know, at all. We're not saying, Hey, you should murder people, murdering people is good. Um, you know, and so I've I've been asked some strange questions by, you know, reporters in the past. Uh, you know, um, are you glorifying axe murder and i said well nobody's being <laughs> axe murdered here what are you what are you talking about yeah. so um so you know I, I think i think i think um i think your history buffs and i think your paranormal investigators are a very small segment of the total population so i think if you have a whole pie and you're looking at everybody that could or possibly would want to visit lizzie borden house i think your your history and paranormal group are a very important segment and a very you know great segment for the house but I think you're still looking at, you know, maybe 2% of the population. But I think it's that other 98 that we want to appeal to. We want to make it more accessible for them. Um, You know, before COVID-19, if you wanted to stay a room in the Lizzie Borden house or book a tour, you couldn't do it online. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, you couldn't. You you know, so we made a lot of process improvements to that. We're making it easier for people to book rooms, book activities. um, And, um, and I think that's, you know, that's something we want to continue to do. Um, so we're going to make it more accessible and, and try to democratize the Lizzie Borden story as much as you can. And uh, we have a lot of plans and things that we'd love to do there. We're you know we're adding a couple of Lizzie Borden games, uh, Lizzie Borden playing cards. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're doing some fun, some fun things down the road. And I think uh, probably, you know, two years from now, we want to develop a, uh, a Lizzie Borden uh, movie, uh, TV show, kind of not TV show, but kind of some content where we can kind of do a better job, I think, than the last two movies over the last few years that came out, um, and uh, and I think we can do some 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 fun things there. Uh, you know, we also going back to what we were talking about working with locals, um, the outdoor event space that we want to to build. You know that. Historically, that, that out, place behind the house, a parking lot now, wasn't always a parking lot, right? It was mm-hmm. a grassy green door outdoor gathering area. So um, one of our plans is to use that as an event space where we'll have a few tables, we'll have a large projector that will also pro- can project movies, it can project content. We would love to be a venue for charity events, uh, whether it's you a know, firefighter or policeman charity event or any kind of other fundraisers. We would love to use that area as a beautiful um, space right now it's the parking lot the wall surrounding that, surrounding that parking lot is falling apart next year we have to get that totally replaced um, we want to turn that into a nice green oasis uh, a place where people can come and have fun um, and uh, it'll be you know more of an attraction in that sense uh, but in terms of doing things to change the inside of the house uh, we're still trying to con- continue to maintain an external section of the house, we're still trying to maintain it as, you know, a historic aspect as much we can to what was believed to be the original version of the house.
0: Yeah, that's, Lance, that's amazing. I mean, it feels really thoughtful, well, really well thought out, and um, really holistic. Um, and I agree with your your perspective that, you know, these these history or haunting buffs, you know, make up a small, small amount of that. And I think that you know, stories are at the heart of history, right? That's how history, that's how history was shared for thousands and thousands of years. And we are at, you know, you talked about how science in the coming years will probably show more of this, but technology is allowing us to see and experience, you know, firsthand more of these things and also giving people the courage to step up and say, I experienced something really crazy that I can't explain. And the more we can talk about it, the more, the more, you know, material science has to do with that. So, um, so thank you for doing that. And thank you for taking the time to share with my listeners that you, those are cool experiences, because I know in particularly, that particularly they appreciate it. Now, one of my, um, one, actually one of your, one of the tour guides here in Seattle, she's moving, Maddie, she asked this question, are you in contact with organizations that may have some original artifacts from the house? Now I feel like there's a lot of original artifacts already in the Lizzie Borden house. Is that, is that correct?
1: Not many. There's only no, kind of really? a couple of pieces or pieces of furniture. My favorite is the furnace inside the house or art deco. Um, wow. there I love art deco design. I'm big into design, especially art deco is my favorite. It's the 1920s. One of my favorite areas of history. If I could live for a time, I'd love to be around back then. I've heard stories from my great-grandmother who grew up in Philadelphia. She danced with Frank Sinatra. She wow knew, you know, she had all these crazy stories. And um, so I, I really cherished that time in the Art Deco, design, which kind of period went from about 1880 to about 1930, just uh, uh, amazes me. So I saw the, uh, the furnaces inside the Lizzie Borden house that were put in to heat the home. And I thought, wow, that's that's the first thing I noticed were those. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, that's that's some stylish stuff. I'm sure that was some expensive stuff back in the day. And yeah. as cheap as people say Andrew Borden was, I, I think uh you know, I think people are too hard on I think he was a practical guy and a lot of people back in those times were practical unless you were you know, a Rockefeller or a Vanderbilt, you know, right. um, yeah. but, uh um, but yeah, I really, I really like that. So, uh, there's an organization, yeah, there's an organization in the city, um, that, uh, we plan to reach out to They they have a lot of artifacts there. Um, I went mean, once when I was there in February, um, they weren't available and it was kind of still, you know, heavily into COVID and everything, but, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, but yeah, no, there, there, you know, there's, uh, you know, um, we don't have a lot of the artifacts that are, you know, that I think we'd love to have. Um, we do have several books that were owned by Lizzie Borden, including one book with her initials on them. Um, those yeah. books are not currently in print, um, uh, but we are looking at reproduce. We are reproducing two of those books right now. One is When Ghost Meets Ghost, and one is with Edge Tools. Um, so we are reproducing some of the books. They're, they're out of copyright. Uh, they're no longer you know, production so we're kind of reproducing some of those and making those um, available and um, and so uh, uh, yeah in terms of uh, we're not currently in touch with those organizations but we know about those organizations uh, we've just been so busy right now we haven't really we're not we haven't been at the spot where we're kind of changing gears to do a lot of the marketing and a lot of the kind of engaging with uh, you know other other people you know, we've met with some politicians and whatnot uh, that were very helpful and supportive but um, in terms of doing the networking and the network building, we're not really there yet. you know we have talked to some other business owners about a larger vision um, to help Fall River um, and and help promote it as more of kind of a destination. Uh, I don't think doing a shared uh, marketing organization or chamber type visitation organization is the best approach. I think it's best done with private organizations managing it themselves. Um, but, um, but yeah, we're, we're kind of not there yet, but there are a lot of organizations that we would love to reach out to, and individuals that we'd love to reach out to and engage with. Uh, we've just been extremely busy. I mean, we've uh, the foundation of the house needs additional support. It's safe, don't get me wrong, but uh, we need to reinforce the foundation. Uh, the back wall in the parking lot has to go within the first year. We've gotta replace an HVAC system. We have to replace an entire horse hair wall that is bulging and about to uh, you know, collapse. Um, we have to, uh, we have to get a new stove in, um, to, so that we can cook on it because the current stove is not original, but it's antique, I you know, very antique stove. Um, I think it gives a good idea of what it looked like at the time of Lizzie Borden where he, she burned her dress. Um, but, um, Every week, we get complaints from customers. The house fills up with gas. It, it always has a pilot light running, and sometimes a guest will think that they're doing a service by blowing it out, and it'll cause a gas leak. Uh, it's a health. It's, it's a threat to the house itself as well as the human life that's inside the house. Um, so we're going to disconnect that. We're no longer going to hook on or operate that. And we actually have another one coming in. So um, there's a bathroom uh, attached to the kitchen as well that has tile falling out on each side. There's there's mold in there. Uh, we're remodeling the bathroom. That's a fifteen thousand dollar expense on itself just to fix and repair that. Um, uh, and we've got a lot of other uh, significant improvements uh, to be made at the house, and that's uh, those are you know no small expense at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these we we had two well, we had a door. Uh, one of the doors, two doors inside of the barn, was rotting. You could actually stick your hand through the bottom of the door. It was like that for two years. Oh wow! I mean, you know, imagine trying to heat and cool that as well. Um, so we replaced both of the doors. The other door that was the main door that was really needed to be treated. Both those doors have been replaced with more durable, long-lasting doors. Uh, we painted the entire barn inside the internal part of the barn, um, and uh, we've remodeled and restructured a lot of that. Um, we're making a lot of upgrades to areas throughout the house, uh, including plumbing, electrical, other things. And, um, you know, so we're doing a lot to invest in and and, and help that house. So I think, um, you know, I I think we're in the best position to do that as the owners of the house because that requires substantial investment and it requires more investment, um, especially up front, um, you know, then the house is going to be making, you know? So, um, you know, I've been called uh, a number of different names, as I've mentioned, you know, one name that people love mentioning over and over again is money grubber. Um, I'm not sure what a grubber is. Um, <laughs> <Me> but, <neither. laughs> um, but you know, these are people that probably don't have a business, haven't really operated one. Um, you know, if they wanted to buy the house, they could have, bought one and done whatever they wanted with it um but um but you know what people don't see or don't understand is you know all the improvements that we're making that we don't even have to make you know stickers Mm -hmm. that were on the front door of the house that just kind of looked bad you know repairing those painting over those treating a lot of things so you know um and that doesn't mean that we're saying anything negative about anybody you know not it's never been the case at all you know the prior ownership has done a lot of really great things with that house you know and they built the barn they've done a really great job of you know and I've never said a negative thing about them Um, I think a lot of the things have been interpreted that way Um, but you know like come on people we're not you know in middle school anymore but you know I think it's important to realize when you have a house that's from the 1840s it takes a lot of maintenance and upkeep and there were a lot of maintenance and upkeep on that house that hadn't been done for years that that should have been done a long time ago and that's not something that you know we're gonna let happen um you know it would have been nice to have a house to not have to do all these things um but that's okay you know um i think we're putting more money into that house and investing more than has been done probably since that barn was built so i think uh you know that house needed it and it needs still needs a lot of love um and we're going to give it a lot of that love. We've already, uh, from the customer experience perspective, I mean, we've replaced 15 plus year old mattresses. Um, at least we think they were at least 15 <laughs> or 20 years. Oh, nothing, God, nothing, yeah. nothing wrong with that, but um, I didn't have a good time sleeping on the bed. and I, I didn't like the sheets, and some of them kind of had some stains in there, so we bought uh, three times as many sheets as we need for all the beds. They're really nice. Uh, thread count, eighteen hundred plus thread count, kind of Egyptian cotton sheets, very nice. Uh, we got new duvets. We got new duvet covers. We got uh, you know new uh, you know um, pillow pillows and pillow cases. Mm-hmm. So you know we upgraded that. We upgraded the system, the uh, AC heating system to a smart home system with Nest. We installed smart lighting with motion sensors and buttons where you can and them, your room lights, or change the colors. Um, we've done locks on automatic locks on the door, so people can put in a code and 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 use it whenever, however they want. To give them; uh, they don't longer have to check in to the front desk anymore. Um, we've made a lot of process improvements to you know the operations, um, and so uh, you know we've done a lot to invest in the house, and we're going to continue to do so. I think the biggest part of that is going to be what we do to the outdoor space. Um, And that outdoor space, uh, renovating that is what is really going to um, help really do a big part of the transition for it, the Lizzie Borden brand and the name and the house. Um, and um, and that's something that uh, I think once, once it's done, and once we get the, the images of what that's supposed to look like, we'll share those, put those out there. Uh, we're still p- trying to hire a marketing director as well. Um, and uh, so, yeah, one of the other changes we did is we're hiring two full-time dedicated salaried staff, and we're also hiring more part-time staff as well, because we're doing ghost hunts and ghost tours in the evening. But, um, but uh, investing in the people is also important. Investing in the, the staff that we have, we have uh, an amazing general manager now. Uh, and um, we're really lucky to have him. And, um, and uh, he's got great energy and we're just trying to bring a whole lot of positivity and excitement and energy in the house. And um, I think he helps that. But uh, so we're investing in the house and we're, we're investing,
0: That's awesome. Um, so, so for me, um, I, I want to know like about the tours. So I'm a tour guide, right? Um, what, um, what do you have your vision for that? Are you going to add more cities? What do we have like 35 cities right now? Or is it more than that? And, and do you have a vision for doing any more cities? Uh,
1: yeah, we have a a plan to do many more cities. Um, so I, I think we have, uh, 52 on our final list. Oh, wow. Um, so, uh, so, you know, I think um, part of the challenge of, of doing, of, I think we'd be there by now, but we have, we've had some staffing challenges too. So I think, I think that goes back to investing in people. You can have the best strategy and vision you want in the world, but if you don't have the right people to make it happen, it's not worth anything. So, you know, we've got a lot of really awesome plans, but we're trying to build a full-time team Of leaders and managers to to get that done. So I think like everybody else right now, a lot of companies are hiring. We've always been hiring. We never laid off a single person during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Kind of my view as somebody who's been laid off twice since college, um, when we hire somebody full-time, we want that to be a long-term commitment. And we don't hire somebody if we're not planning to keep them around long term, um, and uh, so we try to make those selections very carefully. So I think you know, the ability to find the right people has been the one thing that's been holding us back. Um, and uh, I'm especially very picky with 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 staff and, and with people. Um, but um, but I think we're just looking to build that team. So we are hiring uh, for several different roles, not just as tour guides across the country, but also staff. So. Um, so our focus has also been versus expansion has really been on um, uh, building capacity and maintaining the presence in the cities where we do have. Uh, DC and New York City have been absolutely devastated. Um, they used to be, you know, great, but um, they're starting to come back. Still not all the way that they were, especially New York City. New York City, I think, is New York City has hurt most of any city in the United States. I would say, mm-hmm. but um, but I think um, you know. We are hiring and, and, and it requires great tour guides. Some cities are ready to go, we don't have tour guides for them yet. Um, others just, we haven't planned the, the expansion and done the research to build the content and the plan for that yet. So it's a combination of both, but we, but we have many more cities planned, not only for uh, ghost tours and, and ghostly, so we're planning to do more than ghost tours and offer more types of experiences within that scope, but we're also working on expanding um, a food tour business line, uh, a brewery and distillery tour, so it's another company I own we do brewery and distillery tours um, and, um, and then another type of just walking tours and unique walking tours to give a different perspective to history so we're releasing a Wonder Woman tour in Gettysburg uh, Pennsylvania uh, later this year cool. and it talks about uh, what women did to help fight and the stories of women in the, uh, in the Battle of Gettysburg And so we're trying to do things like that, um, kind of give a different perspective of an area. So we have plans outside of the Ghost Runner as well, but we're certainly continuing to move forward with the Ghost Runner. We're just trying to expand our food tours and our other uh, segments um, like we've done with U.S. Ghost Adventures.
0: I you know I love that. I think people are always looking for great experiences so I think there's a lot to be done with that. I love your the mention of the Wonder Woman tour. One of the things I love about the Seattle tour is there it's rooted a lot in in um the history of how women you know, women are treated, you know, in Seattle specifically, but around around the world. And and in some ways, the way our tour kind of ends, it feels kind of really sad and depressing. But I'm always speaking to this is really important information that we understand how this happened for people. And um, and it, it, the energy that still exists from it is really great. So I, that, I'm excited. I want to go to Gettysburg and go on your tour.
1: Yeah, now. Perspective um, is important. You know, I, I mm-hmm. think that's what I want people to take away when they do a ghost tour. Is perspective you know if you can reflect on your life and your own mortality and think what do you want to leave behind what legacy do you want to leave behind how do you want to be remembered I hope that people leave and that causes people to think how they can be a better person how can they treat people better how can they be more effective in their own life to leave something behind and leave this world a better place you know um, than they left it and I think that's I think that's the ultimate takeaway of a ghost story and a ghost tour is reflecting on our own mortality um, that anything bad can happen to us at any moment, so we need to hold the loved ones close. We need to live life in a great fashion and have fun and be good, and that's yeah. that's it. I think that's the big takeaway of of everything for ghosts. yes yeah.
0: and if these things really are sticking around, there's a reason, right? Like maybe we should listen a little bit. A um, couple of questions. So my my sister actually she lives in Chicago. Do you guys do we have a tour in Chicago?
1: Yes, Windy City Ghosts.
0: Oh, there you go, Jacqueline.
1: Wendycityghosts.com. dot com.
0: Okay, Windycityghosts, um, and then of course, it, for my own personal interest, do you ever see like Spokane, Washington, quarterly Idaho, on your uh, on your on your map for tours?
1: <laughs> you know, um, if you're there, we'll give it a shot. You know, if, <laughs> if somebody thinks there's something interesting, you know, we can go ahead and let us know. And we'll, you know, we'll we'll certainly give it, uh, you know, give it give it a try. Um, um, so I know there's, I can't imagine how many places there are, and I'm sure a lot of different stories are told, but, um, um, you know, we, we generally try to look for, um, um, iconic cities or larger cities, Mm -hmm. but we're open to, to doing more, um, especially if that helps everybody else kind of experience a new area of the country, especially as I think as we gain a digital audience, I think. That side is going to be really fun, and mm-hmm. that's one of the things we want to do in the future. Is is kind of once we have some of our current plans finished, we want to look at how can we bring stories maybe digitally without doing walking tours there regularly. What can we do to tell more stories, in more locations, or do ghost hunts and ghost events? So,
0: yeah. Well, I can say just because this my might... hi. hi, Maddie.
1: Thank you, Maddie.
0: Oh, there's Maddie. Yeah. Yeah. Maddie, she's the bomb too. She was, she actually, she trained
1: me. (laughs) I think, I think I watched part of her ghost flicks.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Somebody, somebody just asked me today about, um, doing a ghost flicks and I had to respond and say, well, I only have like three more tours left. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but, um,
1: You know, but, you, yeah. and you can have the best tour in the world. Just like I said earlier, you know, you can have the best plan and vision and strategy in the world, but if you don't have the right people, it doesn't make, doesn't matter. Same thing with tours. You can write the best tour, come up with the best idea, find the best facts or stories, uh, but if you don't have a, a the guide delivering that, then, then it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, our, our product really is, a, is is a personal experience, and um, you know, we don't we don't make products, we don't sell those. It's it's all uh, is storytelling and with storytelling it's all about the storyteller so if yeah. you don't have a good storyteller you don't have a good story you don't have a good experience so that's uh, you know, that's certainly uh, important. But um, you know you also mentioned Junket and the other businesses. Well, we've used Junket at the Lizzie Borden house for uh, three new experiences that you can find on Junket. You can get to this on the lizzie-borden.com website. Right. And that is uh, a murder mystery game where you are a detective and you get to interview and speak with the different characters of the case in the app. Every decision leads you somewhere else. And you try to find out who actually did it at the end. Uh, the other one is a wow. tour of Oak Grove cemetery where the Borden family is buried. And the other one is a video tour with one of our tour guides that we did one afternoon. Um, so somebody could go on there right now and kind of have a tour of the room and listen to the tour guide without having to go to the house. Um, so
0: that's awesome. So is that like just junket.com Lance, or how do people find that?
1: Uh, so uh, if uh, so, the app is wejunket dot com. Okay. However, if you go to the Lizzie Borden website, lizzie dash com, um, you'll see murder mystery game. You can if you you can actually so you have to purchase them, but once you purchase them, it will email you a set of instructions where you download the app. It'll give you a button. Uh, you'll log into the app. It's free, uh, and then a button to press to launch the experience in the app. So it's launched from the email. Um, So people can can actually purchase those right now from their uh, from the website
0: Cool, that actually sounds kind of fun. I might have to check that out awesome well, again, thank you so much, Lance. I'll let you go now. Um, but yeah, I wish you the best of hey, luck. I'm
1: letting you go. I know. <laughs>
0: it's a lot of trend. You know, I honestly, you right? <laughs> no, that's funny. Uh, but but I hope I get to meet you in person sometime. And I really want to get out to the Lizzie Borden House. It's kind of on my list of things to do. And um, yeah, I hope I hope that there's some way for me to stay connected with this. You know with us ghost adventures and things. Cause it's, it's, it's fun for me. I really enjoy it. It's something I already do anyway. So, you know, mm-hmm. they say you should, you should love, love your work, right? Love what you do. So, um, so thank you for creating these kind of opportunities for weird people like me. I think it's awesome.
1: Oh, thank you. I don't think you're weird. I just think you're not boring.
0: <laughs> right. Well, thank you. That's a tremendous compliment. So anyway, you have a wonderful night and um, best of luck again with you. And hopefully um, we'll get to meet each other face to face someday. That would be amazing. Got it.
1: That'd be great. Come on over to the Lizzie Borden house. We have uh, we'll put you on one of the two new basement rooms that we uh, we just built.
0: Ooh, that sounds absolutely awesome. Room in the basement. That's another thing right. we
1: know. Two rooms awesome. in the basement.
0: I'll bring all my ghost hunting tools. <laughs> awesome. Cool. What Thanks, else are no. you going
1: to do if you can't sleep? So.
0: Right? Exactly. Right? Awesome. That's that's awesome. Thank you so much. And let me say awesome one more time because that's just how I'm no, feeling right
1: now. It's the You're whiskey. Awesome. Have a good night. It's thank the whiskey you. And
0: it's you. Thanks, Lance. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for chiming in, listening tonight. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, I think it was a fantastic opportunity and um, I think super cool guy and I think everyone deserves to have their story told, right? Um, so I'm, I'm grateful for those of you who chimed in, those of you who are going to be watching later. Um, of course, you can watch this replay on Facebook, on, on YouTube, and um, you can listen in on your favorite podcast app later. Um, but it's going to probably be a little while. As I mentioned, I'm moving to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho in a couple of weeks and I'm doing a little, little rebranding of, um, of whiskey and weird and of paranormal and all of this. And I'm really excited about that, but I'm so grateful, um, for you, uh, and I wish you all the best and I will
1: see you soon. Until then stay weird. Love you.